Fred and Frit, Fred and Frit, the perfect combination of brawn and wit. Politics, sports, and trending shit. Let's tune in to Brad and Brit. It's the Brad and Brit cast. Last one for this week. That gives you the whole weekend to marinate and then come back on Monday with us when we do our next one. But boy, this is man, we we put it all out on the line here. And I hate to I hate to start on a downer and I hate to use uh, little anecdotes, little cultural anecdotes, personal ones specifically as some kind of signpost for the deterioration of our country, our civilization, our way of life. But uh, we have been forced in the uh, Brad and Jane household to order our gum from Amazon. Oh, my God. can't find it in stores. Oh, the horror. At all. We can't get it. It's just, yeah. it's just not there. The, the stores are empty. If you've been in a oh, grocery store at yeah. all and you look in the candy department, first of all, there's a lot of holes, like there's cavities in there. But something happened to the gum industry in this country and i'm tired of it and i'm forced to buy it on amazon we we like the uh trident white you know the chiclet kind of you know Mm -hmm. it's good we like it we like it used to be able to buy you know a big bag for six bucks 180 it don't exist anymore you can't find it so i have to order it on amazon and you know i feel like an idiot just an idiot having bags of gum delivered i think about the environmental destruction we're causing on the planet so we can have our stupid gum i assume this means you'll be pulling your support for uh, joe biden in the next election i I assume that in 2024 you're supporting someone else brit brit obviously obviously we know whose fault this is and and i I didn't want to go there but you made me i'm sorry i've rethought everything i've rethought everything and i thought man if the if the genius from palm beach and new jersey yeah still around you think i'd have to order my gum on amazon hell no goddamn hell no no you'd be out there by the way speaking of inappropriate humor can you see this little comment on the bottom from john the catholic i thought queen had died with freddie mercury (laughs) too soon john no, no, no. It isn't even a question of too soon. It's it's preemptive too soon. <laughs> it's preemptive too soon. That's the line. Okay, now, Britt, this is another person we can't ever speak to again. <laughs> could you could you please have her die before Sunday? Because that's 9-11 and that's our thing. If you could just get we got a no-fly zone over Sunday. The beginning of the NFL season. By the way, the Jets are playing at home, as if the people in New York haven't haven't suffered enough. They have to also watch the Jets on Sunday at home. Yes, that's uh, that's going to be happening on Sunday. Yeah, the the Queen is not doing well, uh, according to many, 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 many news reports. In case you are not she's aware, dead. Of paying, she's, she's dead. dead. She's dead she already. Just died. She <laughs> just died during the Brad and Brit cast. It, it's oh, official well it's oh. official and 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 by the way uh prince poor prince charles who will now be king charles right uh he's already been one of these uh, uh people who i guess now for about 60 years has done uh what folks are doing now which is putting half-ass effort into their jobs what's that called now where you're not working as hard you quiet quitting 
Quiet, what yeah, right. That guy. That guy's been quiet quitting <laughs> or, since 1949. Okay. Also known as as being one of Brit's co-workers. Yeah, <laughs> that's a that's a two things. Uh, by yeah. the way, uh, here you know we bitch a lot about the age of our president. Here is a, a very young whippersnapper, Charles, seventy-three years of age, seventy-four in November. So there he is, just a toddler, Prince Charles, right. now ascending to the throne as King Charles. Right. right. And, and by the way, that is the lamest attempt to connect something that doesn't connect ever. Ever. That's a that's a hereditary bullshit position. It is. It has nothing to do with anything. Anything. It is not related to elected. Although they made or, they made the new prime minister, she's got to go before the queen and, and ask permission to form a government. They had to do that the other day. Of course, it's a formality. It's all now, it is. Does she did she already? So she already did that. She just did that in time, yeah. and then all of a sudden she was the and and then surprisingly right after that the queen dies. So I think this this new prime minister is the one who killed her. Well, she's lucky because if she would have had to have been in a room alone with Charles, big hands, big the king. Yeah. Wow. You don't want to be in a room alone with that guy. Huh? You want to at least have horse face in there with you, right? As the horse face. It's Queen Horse Face. Long live the new Queen Horse Face. <laughs> All right. See, this does not in any way reflect our condolences to the British people, or at least the ones who do give a shit about this stuff. No, no, Brit, Brit, it does not affect in the least our special relationship correct uh okay i got a great idea (laughs) this is the best trump or biden should call up trump and ask him to represent the united states (laughs) that's the greatest (laughs) remember remember what he did when he was over there he did he like step in front of her or he he did something yeah it's a really inappropriate that you're not supposed to do in terms of etiquette um like he shook her hand or something you're not supposed to touch the queen something yeah just something stupid something horrible give give him something to do give him something to do because his mind right now is is really playing tricks on him and i'm you think i'm really getting worried here you know that we just passed the 25th anniversary of course i know that you saw it of all of the princess diana stuff when she died which would have also been the 25th anniversary of my marriage, had my marriage survived, because we woke up the next day to head to our honeymoon, and oh, look, there's something to bless us. Uh, apparently, Princess Diana has died in a tunnel in, in Paris. How about that? Yeah. Uh, all right, let's let's uh, let's go to the list here. Um, uh, there have always been Karens. They just had another name. Um. Why does the bullshit work? Uh, Texas anti-Obamacare quest continues with a preliminary preemptive tip of the hat to John the Catholic. Um, Excuse number eight. Excuse number eight. Excedrin headache number 67. (laughs) And the issue of health in the Pennsylvania Senate race. Or Steve Bannon. Let's see, there was, we got way too much. We're, we're, we're overloaded today. Sure. Overloaded. Uh, let's do the, uh, the Texas situation that you were referring to there. Yeah. All right. Um, uh, John the Catholic posted on 
Facebook on my Facebook page a, a little piece about something I'd completely forgotten about, and uh, we've updated it here. And here's the story because I think we even mentioned this in passing, not directly, but you mentioned uh, the great moment of John McCain saving Obamacare in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Senate about four years ago or so, right? It was fairly personal to me because at that time I was covered under the Affordable Care Act. Yeah, yeah. Um, But even with that, that was a different world, and here's why. The world that existed when John McCain did that was one where the Supreme Court had already several times not voted to knock out Obamacare. They had several opportunities to do it, if you remember. Different cases came up, and uh, in particular, I think John Roberts was always the deciding factor in the 5-4 decisions that, that, that did save it. But we have a case that's running through the bloodstream right now of American jurisprudence. It's called Kelly versus Becerra. Becerra, I believe he's the Health and Human Services Secretary, Xavier Becerra. And it's uh, before a federal judge in Texas. I've not checked the pedigree of this federal judge in Texas, but I'm just guessing. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm just going to take a wild guess here that this judge was not appointed by Franklin Roosevelt, Lyndon Johnson, or Bill Clinton. Uh. I'm just guessing. Or Obama. Um, If the judge rules in favor of the plaintiff, who is Kelly, Access to free birth control, cancer screenings, vaccines, um, HIV procedures, counseling for alcohol misuse, diet counseling for people at higher risk for chronic disease, and a lot more of the preventive services that we know and love and don't get billed for when we go for the doctor, um, they will be knocked out. 150 million people could lose access. That's the American Medical Association president speaking. A lot is at stake here. It's the preventative care mandate. And this is the killer. Who is Kelly? Who is fucking Kelly that's on the other side of this lawsuit? His name is John Kelly. He is an orthodontist who lives in Tarrant County, Texas. That's right around Dallas, I do believe. I believe that's uh, the Dallas area. He has no desire to purchase health insurance that includes contraceptive coverage because his wife is past her childbearing years. That's according to the complaint. How the fuck did this ever get, not even to the batter's box, let alone to first base? How dare you? He says he doesn't want or need health care coverage that covers all these other things because none of his family members is engaged in behavior that would cause, say, oh, HIV. Mr. Kelly is also a Christian, and he's unwilling to purchase health insurance plans that subsidize certain types of contraception that encourage homosexual behavior and intravenous drug use. By the way, his attorney is the same asshole attorney who's behind the brand new Texas abortion law. So it all fits together, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. But my question to you, Mr. Kelly, you piece of shit. Mm-hmm. You don't need contraceptive coverage anymore. No, you don't. Your wife doesn't anymore because she's she's past childbearing age. Well, you know what? Your fucking kids are past school age too, public school age. Do you get to go to court and say, I'm not going to pay my property taxes anymore? Why Correct. should I pay them? Why don't you slice out the part of my property tax that goes to schools in my district? Because my kids have outgrown school. Fuck you. This is republicanism 
on steroids. This is what they are all about. This is it's all about me. If it doesn't benefit me right now, fuck you. Fuck society. Fuck the collective responsibility that we all have as citizens to each other. Fuck it all. I want what I want. I'm a Republican. I'm a Trumpist. The same thing. They're equal. If you're one, you're the other. And God, I'm pissed off at this. This is just so. And and by the way, in the Supreme Court, it's very possible that this one's going to fly. This one, they're, they're going to win this. Sure. They're going to win this one. If it gets, it's going to get to that level. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. This is the one they picked this one to go all the way with. How Uh, how obnoxious is this? I do have a uh, information about the judge. His name is Reed O'Connor, and he was nominated by President George W. Bush to the United States uh, District Court for the Northern District of Texas in 2007. University of Houston. That'll get her done. (laughs) That'll get her done. Bachelor's from the University of Houston and a law degree from Duke. No, I'm kidding. That's not 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 true today. It's the South Texas College of Law in Houston is where he gets his JD. Right. Uh, thank you to John the Catholic for bringing this issue up because uh, these are the things, these are the stories that are there, and uh, most people aren't paying attention to them. Why should they? And you don't know about them until it becomes a Supreme Court case and then a decision. And then it's the biggest thing in the world, which it, it would be if this happened. This would just cause all kinds of, of chaos and trauma for a lot of people who are already uh, under the gun economically because of inflation and, and other things. So that's just what you need. You need to get hit with that $35 copay now. For, for every little thing that you go to the let's go back to the that's when america was great wasn't it brit what's wrong that's, with that what's wrong with exactly that? It, it, yeah. hey it gave you skin in the game it yeah. really made you right. invest in your health care right because the, I, and I think if they did the the research they would find this that so many people have just been going to the doctor for the fun of it for these past 10 years since so because they they don't get a copay bill right there right and it's so much fun to go to people are abusing that part of the system the preventative care part of so <laughs> fucked up this is partially how fucked up it is in, in the united states with our health care i i had a procedure done a few weeks ago about a month ago uh i had a cardio version done they shocked my heart back into rhythm i was uh, diagnosed with a afib so they shave your chest they knock you out they put the thing on your and boom and they shock your heart back into Rhythm. It's a very easy procedure. It took no time at all. I have very, I have really good health insurance. It's some of the best you're going to find in the area we live in. And my out-of-pocket cost was like 800 bucks. So there you go. Well, it's America. Ain't that America for you and me? You know what, Britt? That wasn't enough. (laughs) (laughs) Because if you would have to pay, say, $5,000. Yeah. Okay. That would teach you. I would to keep be heart more rhythm. responsible yeah. with the, your heart rhythm instead of <laughs> fucking with it, okay? Instead, <laughs> instead of putting that, that Pearl Jam shit in your head, which fucks you up. It does. It you, does. You'd know better. That's what it does. It's that hippie music. Right. Right. Okay. Uh, how about um, excuse number eight? Excedrin headache number 67. Yeah, let's do that one. I... Th- th- I would ask you, but I'm not going to bother to make you do it 
all the excuses Trump has rolled out, the bullshit that he's rolled out the past three weeks or so since the FBI paid a visit to his house when he was not there. Yeah. In order to not embarrass him. Um, the excuses are just endless when he decides to ever even bring it up. Cause usually can, it's, I'm the victim, you know, they had no business. They had no right. I can be uh, classified, whatever the fuck I want to. This is the, right. Right. You, right. So the latest one is that, I had to grab those documents to protect them from Joe Biden uh, <clears throat> because those documents, many of them have all the Russiagate details, all the plots and schemes against him, the truth, the deep state plots against him. And he wanted to hustle them out of there so that when Joe Biden, who is known to rifle through all of the classified documents that that he's allowed to. He was going to grab them. He was going to grab them, and he was going to get rid of them because that would then exonerate the deep state from the outrage that they perpetrated on Donald Trump day after day during his administration. All right, here you go. According to a person with direct knowledge of the situation, this is reporting by Rolling Stone, Trump told several people working in and outside the White House he was concerned that the incoming administration of Joe Biden or the deep state would supposedly shred, bury, or destroy, quote, the evidence that Trump was somehow wronged. His concern about preserving the Russia-related material is newly relevant after the FBI search turned up a trove of government documents at his house. Okay, Brett, it took him three weeks to come up with this one. Because this one is just, this one's so creatively stupid that you can't even believe it. I still like the idea of the guys on Fox and Friends over the weekend saying, they're just folders. They're just folders that say classified and top secret. on. He just needed folders. There was nothing. They can't prove that there was any secrets in there. This is, this is a perfect example of, of how you put poison into the pond yeah. And it just radiates out because you remember that fucking asshole, John Ratcliffe, who was the head of DNI for about a minute. Mm -hmm. He was on uh, he was on the impeachment uh, in the hearings and, and it was a complete in the tanker for Trump. Just the worst of the worst. He said he had no knowledge of what was in the records. But, quote, it wouldn't surprise me if there were records related to Russia there. See, so they all they all put their little little block onto the wall of lies. And the next thing you know is we're Brit. They're going to have to disprove Donald Trump because he's saying that these were papers that exonerated him and implicated the government in their attempt to destroy his presidency. You're going to have to show us the Donald Trump, right? And, and so that's, that's how this worked. That's how Trump has gotten away with, when I say it, this, and everything for 50 years. This is the game. This is the game. There should be no reason to talk about this, okay, because this is just a fanciful line of bullshit, but it will be given equal weight with the fact that clearly Donald Trump was illegally in possession of uh, papers and 
national security secrets that endanger the United States, the world, our nuclear program, other countries' nuclear programs, spies, and intelligence, who gathers it, how it's gathered. That is now equal with, well, but there were papers in there that really were bad for Trump, so that's why he had to get them out. And they will they will give equal weight to those sure. two things sure, as if that's a legitimate discussion. And it's not. It's just not. Um, it's, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. But this will run for a couple of days. Right. And then he'll, he'll move on to the next, to the next, uh, thing here. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I, I bring that up because, um, there's a great piece. This is just a, a, a wonderful, wonderful piece. Let me find, call it up here. Um, and it's by, uh, the great Heather Digby Parton. Okay. You know, Digby, you've seen her blog forever. Sure. And she's writing in a salon this time. It's called Teflon Don, how Trump keeps getting away with it all, even top secret nuclear documents. And she runs through a, a much better, clear recitation of the concept that I just talked about here with this new line of bullshit about <laughs> What, what Trump was uh, uh, up to when he um, protected the – pretty soon it will be, I protected the papers, right? Is that, that going to be the next one? That's I, the cutest I, I thing. So the theory there would be that, that Joe Biden was going to destroy the papers? Is that right? Is that what we're, is that what we're yes. going well, that, okay. that Yes, that's part of it because there was so much exonerating yeah. evidence inside those national security files, which, by the way, think, think of the narcissism there, mm. okay? You know, clearly this process of protecting nationals has been in place, I'm sure, since the end of World War II, whenever the, you know, the, the, the modern security state came into being. But Donald Trump would have you believe that all that the the all, all the people, all of the the uh, apparatus to protect our country went on ice for four years just to go after Donald Trump. That's all they cared about. <laughs> National security, right? But to his people, you could sell that. You could sell that. Um, and uh, Miss Parton starts off with the use of the word hoax. That Trump calls everything a hoax. It's always a hoax. Can you name one thing that's been not favorable to Donald Trump that he didn't call a hoax? The answer is you can't. The impeachments were a hoax, right? Uh, Russia was. A hoax. The Mueller investigation, it was a hoax. Everything's a hoax. It's a witch hunt. And we 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 kind of giggle at that, but you know what? It works. Mm. It works. It gets right into the brains of people who want to believe that Donald Trump is always the victim, always the aggrieved party. Uh they spy on my campaign, rigged and stole the election. Go after me for doing nothing wrong. Only in America. On and on he goes, over and over and over again. You create the fake controversy, right? Um, and let me just read this so that it makes perfect sense. See, there's only so much fake controversy circling in the ether. Correct. That the authorities, either law enforcement or the courts, then have no choice but to bend over backwards to ensure there is, quote, 
no perception of unfairness when, in fact, the whole manufactured dispute is blatantly biased. It's bullshit. This works in reverse also. The controversy can also lead authorities to go harder on Democrats so as not to appear biased in the face of the rights accusations, Fox News, etc. It's always a win for the Republicans, right? So everything against Republicans is unfair and a hoax and made up, and anything having to do with Democrats has to be pursued twice as hard to assuage the bullshit that's going to come from the right. Facts be damned, the evidence irrelevant. Not the point. Never the point. And it all leads up to the past week with this just inexplicably pathetic, it's explicable, it's explainable, because Judge Cannon down there in Fort Pierce is completely in the tank for Donald Trump. Correct. Um, I mean, this is just one of the worst, one of the worst decisions that 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 you know we've we've ever seen. So there you go. I think it's it's a great little piece. I uh, uh, I highly recommend it. I'll put it up if uh, if I didn't already. I don't think I did. But but again, uh, I don't think the special master thing is going to do anything other than delay. The special master isn't going to exonerate him in any way, shape, or form. It's well, gonna... but but the delay is the point. It's yeah. just like the cruelty is the policy, right? Uh, the delay is the point. Well, it just gives him more time to think of bullshit excuses like the one yeah. you were just talking about. Right. Now, Britt, Brit, I was, uh, I, you know, over the weekend, I was uh, listening to um, an internet station that was rerunning all these old uh, audio soundbite tapes of radio in Chicago in the 1970s, including the newscasts in the late 60s, early 70s. And I happened to bump into one of the newscasts at that moment where the peace talks in Vietnam that were apparently supposedly maybe about to happen were being delayed for weeks because they just couldn't agree on the shape of the table. It was very, very important that the right people would be sitting next to the correct people and not have to be within, you know, arm's length of, of other enemies. You know, this is the, this is the North Vietnamese this is South Vietnam, this is France, this is the United States, and they had, so they fought over the shape of the tape. So clearly, the only reason that that could have happened is because somebody wanted to delay. Somebody wanted to delay the peace talks, and that was the point. And that's just like what Trump does. It's always arguing over the shape of the table, which is not relevant to the war that you're going to talk about at the peace talks. It's never <laughs> relevant to it. It's always a distraction. Um, you know, so the, the answer, of, of course, th there's no way that a, quote, special master is going to look at everything that's in front of him or her and say, oh, nothing to see, move along. It's not that's not going to happen. But this is just about throwing some sand into the gears and slowing things down. You know, Britt, many years ago, I, I wrote a, an essay and the title of it was called Justice delayed, justice denied. I was, was the you. guy that came you, up with you, that. that. You were the me. guy. You were the guy that, that came up me. with that. That's good for you. And it certainly uh, applies here. I don't get any credit for that. I don't want credit for it. Don't don't do that. Oh yeah, you didn't try to copyright that or put a service mark on it or anything. No, I thought it was. I thought that the world deserved it. And um, uh, this kind of glides nicely into the Steve Bannon situation. Steve Bannon has uh, surrendered himself to authorities. He's being charged with. Simple, cheap money laundering in the We Build the Wall fundraising fraud case, Brad. Of course, he was uh, 
for a hot minute, the political director with a office within a few feet of the uh, president when Trump was in office, and now it looks like he's got really no defense whatsoever. You, you know what the weirdest thing when you're looking at all the video or pictures of Bannon, the weirdest thing is when you actually see him in a nice suit with a nice tie and a nice shirt and his hair combed. That That's the outlier. That, that, that's that's the accidental moment that you catch him <laughs> because, you know, his shtick is to uh, look like, you ready for this? He looks like John Fetterman with hair. <laughs> that disheveled. How dare you? Yeah, yeah. How uh, dare you? Well, at least Fetterman's yeah. had a stroke. I don't know what Banner's excuse is. Right. Uh, uh, yeah, there, there's no defense here. This is a classic ripoff of a charity thing. And the apparently Bannon is really, really wealthy. And I don't think it's just from Seinfeld uh, residuals or anything of that sort. I think he's he's had made a lot of money for, for, for a long time. And that always interests me when someone with millions, millions, millions of dollars decides, okay, all right, we got 20 million coming into this wall thing. Let's grab a couple hundred thousand and take some vacations and do it, it. It's not worth it. That's my point. It's never worth it. But in particular, it's not worth it. If you could have everything that you're using that money for yourself on your own with your own funds, it doesn't make any sense to me, but greed is a, is a universal thing. And I guess Bannon would just be that guy. What I'm else can you say? I'm looking at some of the shitty movies he has produced, and it kind of reminds me. Are, are you hearing any reviews of this, uh, the Hunter Biden film that is out that they're producing? They're paying people, they're charging people 22 bucks to stream on some sort of bullshit conservative site. Um, no, I, I did see one review. It said it's the feel good movie of the year. I, I heard, I saw one person. I can't remember which website it was, but they said it was just fucking dreadful. The acting was terrible, it, and they, they've been able to bilk. All of these conservatives who haven't already been bilked out of uh, giving money to Donald Trump and all this other horse shit, they've been able to screw them out of 22 bucks. The guy who plays Hunter Biden looks nothing like Hunter Biden. The guy who plays Joe Biden looks nothing like Joe Biden. Uh, it's horrific. You, I don't you know, know why that, that doesn't matter, Britt, because the idea is so strong. So good. The script is so good. Uh, my son Hunter is the name of the film. I don't even know where that you could find this thing if you could, if you really wanted, if you really hated yourself and wanted to spend twenty two dollars on bullshit. From what I hear, you can't even really stream it to your your TV. You kind of have to watch it on your phone, maybe on your laptop. You can't really even project it to your television. But I heard the review I saw said it was just as bad as you would think it is. In other words, it's that great. Every bit the shit show that. What's the what's the name of the stupid uh, the three thousand mules or whatever that horseshit movie is that they they got out there? Yeah, Clint Eastwood, the, right? The Dinesh D'Souza film that's supposed oh, to really blow the lid off of the twenty twenty two election or whatever. Wasn't Clint Eastwood's the, movie 20, The Mule? It was The Mule. This is a yeah. Dinesh. That's a real movie that's pretty good. Uh, the Dinesh D'Souza movie is called like Three Thousand Mules, and it supposedly blows the lid off the twenty twenty election, all the fraud and shit. And you know what, Britt? They don't want you to see it. They're they're trying to. <laughs> they don't want you to see, you see it. it. <laughs> if you just saw you it, it. If you just saw it. Uh, okay, here we go. Um, there have always been Karens. They just had another name. 
I saw this story. I'm, I'm nobody pays attention to this shit except me. Um, but since the U.S. Open tennis is is going on right now, and uh, we all have a problem at some level with our history. Doesn't matter when or who or how. And in the case of tennis, they have a problem with their history, and that problem is two words: Margaret Court. When I was a kid, yeah, Margaret Court. Back then, she was Margaret Smith Court. Okay, she must have murdered Mister Smith or divorced him or something. She was Margaret Smith Court. Uh, was the best women's tennis player in the world. She won more majors than anybody else, and she still holds the record. Serena Williams did not catch her. Um, but there are all kinds of uh, caveats on that, and and of course asterisks on Margaret Court's uh, major wins, which is past Serena Williams. It's a couple higher because she played in a different era. You know, I don't even think professionals were playing in the Australian Open. You know, all these kind of things. It was a lot easier then, but that's beside the point. So Margaret Court, now she's like 85, and she's a right-wing bitch, okay? And everything <laughs> is the world sucks now. I get no respect. Why hasn't Serena Williams called and told me how much she admires me? Okay, that's the kind of person that she is. She's really nasty now. Well, up until about a week ago, most of the world thought that Margaret Court was dead. Right. But there's a phrase for people like her. It's called Miss Anne, M-I-S-S, new word, capital A-N-N. And that's, that's a Karen. Apparently, the British or the Australians have been using that phrase forever to describe what we him. now consider to be an entitled white woman who yeah. thinks everything is about her and deserves a place in the world above you because she's better than you. Yeah. yeah. So the, the problem that Margaret Court has with Serena Williams is she hasn't shown the proper fealty right. to her personally. Exactly. That's the, that's the issue that she has. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I don't know, but 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 they're called Miss Anns. But I guess Karen is a lot easier for us. It is to to go with. You know. I although I, I know some Karens that are nice people. I'm sorry that they've been caught up in this, but you know it has to be what you it mean, has with, to be. That's their real name. That's their actual right. name. Yeah, I feel bad. That was their their God given curse. My my cousin Karen, perfectly nice person. Uh, would never well, think of calling. Sorry, Britt, but the fact is, she's a Karen. She is. She was. <laughs> she's been cursed. Or you know what? You get her a shirt that says "Not a Karen." And I feel like so. In a rear's Karen Carpenter is getting uh, getting slimed with this, and I really don't like it. I got to be honest yeah. with you. Yeah, but there, uh, there you have. It. So Miss Anne, that's uh, that's part of the those words that the British have that that we don't. You know, lift for elevator and petrol and all that other crap that they drivel, bangers and mash. What is? I don't even know what that is. Bangers and mash is just sausage and mashed potatoes. That's all that is. No. So it's a true what? story. Doesn't uh, you want to do uh, Pennsylvania? Or why does the bullshit work? We already did why the bullshit worked. Oh, we already did. Okay, we covered that one. Let's go to Pennsylvania, where the no, I think I think John Fetterman has agreed that he will debate Doctor Oz. Correct? Yeah, he's he's saying that he will. He's he's saying that you know he's acknowledging that he has uh, uh, speech and hearing issues that are that are 
hopefully resolving themselves. Um, but here's the thing. The real question is, and, and, you know, he'll show up and, you know, he's not going to be a hundred percent. Probably he's not going to fully recover. Um, but of course, at, at this point with him slightly, depending on what poll you read in the lead and Dr. Oz being the, the lowest form of human scum right. to uh, ever walk the earth. The real question is how far is Dr. Oz going to go on this? Because if the, if the argument is that John Fetterman, because of his health is just not up to representing the people of Pennsylvania, that's a, that's a pretty low blow. You're, and by the way, this has come up in even, I guess, in Pennsylvania and in other races across the country. I believe, I believe this is correct. When Tammy Duckworth, who, um, well, she's missing three limbs, right? That, that she lost uh, flying mm-hmm. helicopters that's during, right. during, um, during the Afghan war. Um, when she was running, she was running against the incumbent. I can't remember his name, Kirk or Mark Kirk or something. And Kirk had had a stroke a right. couple years before, and and he recovered pretty well. And so in that race, everybody was respectful of of everybody. Nobody brought it up, and she won pretty big anyway. It wasn't like it was a close race. She she won, uh, and and made it in there, but. Dr. Oz, um, and I would make this argument if if I was on the Fed. And by the way, they're running a great campaign for him, uh, so they don't need our help. But uh, a bunch of doctors in Pennsylvania a couple of months ago got together and signed a petition that Dr. Oz himself is the threat to public health because of all the quackery. Wow. All the crap that he was dispensing on his TV show for 20 years. That that's the real threat to public health. So if you're in Pennsylvania, you could be presented with you know, a dilemma there. Which is more injurious to the citizens of Pennsylvania? Having a senator who physically is not 100% or a senator who has probably endangered, probably killed lots of people by selling them crap that they depended on to help with arthritis or, or heart disease or any of the other things. That's what I would, I'd turn it back on him. I'd turn it back on him. I'd go full bore on, on that. Um, if you're watching us we'll right see. now, this is uh, the story from August that Brad's referring to where Pennsylvania doctors call Oz's run for the Senate a threat to public health. They had a, a big media blitz and all that good stuff back in August. It's about a month ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's. And you were 100% correct. Mark Kirk was the person that Tammy Duckworth oh. did defeat in order to go to the United States Senate. Became the first senator ever to give birth while she was uh, in the United States Senate. Not, you know, when it was in session, but while she was a senator. No one has ever done that. Uh, sounds like trivial pursuit material for uh, the the uh, twenty aughts, right? Do you know the first uh, president that was ever sworn in by a woman? Uh, let's see. I'll go with Harry Truman. Bit of a trick question. It's actually Lyndon Baines Johnson. It's not a trick question. It, 
well, it was uh, kind of an emergency last minute thing. Oh, okay. I was on the airplane. Okay, oh, no, I yeah, get it. Yeah, yeah. They had to kind of hustle. A it's a bit of a trick question. It wasn't. Well, a no, because ceremony. a woman could actually do it on land, <laughs> not after an assassination. They are capable of doing it. <laughs> they were. They could but read it, the eight words. But in, in 1963, it wasn't thought, thought possible so much. So it was, it was that a, a woman little, could read the uh, the uh, yes, no, there, no, that a woman could be a judge. That was also kind of a novel concept, I believe, in 1963. It was unusual. Well, and and not only right, and and uh, all these years later, we have one of the greatest judges ever in yeah. Fort Pierce, Florida, a federal judge. <laughs> so fuck you, liberals. How do you like your feminism now? Running, running interference for our boy. How do you like so, that? You like that feminism now, liberals? Fuck you. Yeah. Okay. I I have a, a a fun game for you now. You have you have your internet's open in front of you, right? I do. Yes. I just want you to put the words Ted Bud into Google and see what comes up. Because this guy, you know, he's he's no different than Doctor Oz or anything. I mean, he's a Republican candidate yeah. for U.S. Senate. Yeah. And just look at the shit. The, the guy well, doesn't even exist. Look at these articles. Look what comes up. Go ahead. Do you want me to go into the news tab or just the regular? The news. Google yeah, tab? do the news. Go to the, the news, news tab. Okay. Our, our news tab, the first one is to address child abuse, Bud should put vote uh, should vote to put money dot, dot, dot from Indie Week. Where's Ted Bud in campaign for U.S. Senate, says the Charlotte Observer? Maybe right where he wants to be. Uh Ted Budd, now this is an interesting story because it has some local appeal. Bud and Tilla seek answer from DHS in the murder of a Wake County deputy. Have you been following this story a little bit? A little bit. This was the the deputy, unfortunately, who was uh, murdered and ambushed kind of just on the side of the road. They did arrest the folks. Since then, the family of the murdered deputy have been pretty pissed off at the Wake County Sheriff. The Wake County Sheriff through actual instructions at the funeral home that was screaming the guy to cut every inch of that uh, uniform off of his body. Give us back the badge, the nameplate, the ID, all of the stuff. We need that back at the sheriff's headquarters. They also didn't have the sheriff uh, present the flag. They had one of the canines present the flag to the family because I I don't know if the family liked the sheriff or not. Some of those canines have either been suspended or fired since then. Some of those canine officers. This has turned into a, a very, very ugly situation in law enforcement in North Carolina. So they're trying to drag Ted Budd in on a federal level to uh, get into this whole situation. New campaign ad blames Bud for agriculture company. Ted Bud still undecided on debating, debating Sherry Beasley for North Carolina's open U.S. Senate seat, Brad. That's from Fox News. Really? JP. You're he's kidding. Still, he's, did, did Ted Bud have a stroke? It's not, I don't know. I mean, I. Is I, he firm? Because, you know, she's black. I don't know if I should debate her. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm Margaret yeah, Court. I don't know right. if she's showing. Why, why, why should a, a white man, yes. a uh, a Miss Anne male version, Correct. lower himself to be seen on a stage with a black woman? <laughs> I'll do a Zoom debate, okay? I'll do a Zoom debate so that the black woman can debate me. But I, I can't be seen on the same stage as uh, Sherry Beasley. Uh, Bud finds friendly gas in county crowd in U.S. in bed. Where's Ted? That's that's a recap. Those are some of the the, the stories okay. about the invisible so, Ted Bud. But, but it's like we have an invisible campaign here. Correct. It just doesn't exist. Well, the more he flies under the radar, the better off it is for him. The less people know about Ted Bud, and I think his campaign knows that, right? 
They're trying oh, not sure. to. They're not trying to get him out there and do stuff. They want him to do the basic minimums in front of very friendly crowds, and he can shoot a gun every now and again, and that'll be that'll be it. And then cruise to victory. I think that's that's what they think is going to happen. I, you know what? Normally I say, oh, okay, that'll work. It's North Carolina, <laughs> right? But you'll notice you don't see one word about abortion on there. No. Ted Bud is a hardliner. Ted right. Bud is a minute of conception. If I had more, and, and, and by the way, remember, he's going to be a, he would be a senator. He would have no control over abortion law, but doesn't matter. Not the point. Um, uh, if they can't hammer him and force him out there, or if he's scrubbed his website already of all of his views on abortion, like a bunch of Republicans have all around the country because they read the polls, they see the tea leaves, they can spell that word Kansas. They see what happened, that it's it, it, it it's a great stance for the hardcore anti-abortion wackos, but that ain't going to get you elected. If they can't hammer uh, Ted Budd and beat him on that in this state, it would be pathetic. I think it would be pathetic. They are, really, um, you know. 538 still has him pretty safely winning in their modeling. Uh, 63, they run their models 100 times, 63 times he wins, 37 times she wins. And they've got their polling that they put all together to about, it's within three points. It's within a margin of error. This is going to be a pretty close race, I think. Well, yeah. And uh, anytime you see these polls, they're not today. They're, yeah. they're already history. Right. And, you know, things are, are changing very, very quickly. Because remember, every one of these people running, every one of them, and it doesn't even have to be said, it doesn't have to be on a T-shirt, it doesn't have to be, in a commercial are implicitly supportive of Donald Trump because mm-hmm. Trump is on the ballot. Mm-hmm. He, it, this is not a referendum on Joe Biden. No, it's a referendum on Donald Trump and a choice election again, between fill in your Democrat and Donald Trump and the Democrats know that, and they are starting to run the 2022 campaigns that way it's a winner and every time trump opens his mouth every time trump puts out a statement which he's already done today every day he can't shut up he can't keep his mouth shut that's another little positive message on behalf of democrats because we cliche this and go it's the independents who are going to decide the independents have already decided they're they're, they've heavily broken already for Democrats. That's why Democrats keep winning all these elections that have occurred so far. But you know what you're about to see happened, is, and they're doing nothing. The Republicans are doing nothing to. Well, what you're to what you're about back. to see, particularly starting this weekend, is all of those ads, particularly on football games. That's what you're going to be yeah. seeing is a lot of that stuff, just hammered, 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 hammered. And it's yeah. very interesting well, to see how they do that. But you know, you know what? I always thought, and and I think we've we've all thought this a couple of times people have bought super bowl ads political super bowl ads they tried yeah um which is weird anyway because the super bowl is in february the last time i checked elections are in november but okay but it it has happened Mm -hmm. it does it does happen 
And usually they go nowhere because the mm-hmm. first thought is nobody wants to see political ads during football. They don't want to see them. We don't. We want the beer commercials. We want the car commercials. Yeah, but it gets the biggest audience, so that's where they're going to try to load them up. But 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 what I'm saying is, by definition, it's a turnoff. Oh, I would say some somewhat. Yeah, but then if you get both sides doing it, then the turnoff is equal. You can't be pissed off at this guy if this guy's also doing it, right? Well, well, but then then you you've gained nothing. In other words. The, the general effectiveness of TV advertising, that ship sailed a long time ago. It's over. Yeah, it's I think over. you're right. They, they, yeah. can throw, Rit, they can throw $100 million onto TV in the next few months, and it's not going to matter. Because normally, Doc, I, would you know, and I, I, would, I would agree with you normally, but the only thing that really wins is sports programming. The NFL is king of that stuff. But in general, as far as old media goes, it's way less important than social media. I think that's that's demonstrably true in any number of situations. Social media is it, it just destroys whatever old media was. Like buying, we used to get those radio ads all the time. They would spend a ton of money on radio ads. My God, I can't even imagine those would be anything near effective now, right? Well, you know, you know, uh, always hear that it's still effective <clears throat> in minority communities on <clears throat> urban radio stations. Yeah. They very often will target uh, or Spanish language radio state. I, f- I find that the urban radio stations do the best job at connecting with their community. Honestly, yeah. that, that, almost in every city with all, without faults, really. Yeah. Yeah. Which is why I'm glad that the station we used to be on now speaks Spanish. Because it's a much <laughs> more effective radio station. We're 101.1. <laughs> well, it was a great decision all the way around. And now, now, of course, it's 101.1, the pinata. I think, isn't that the, <laughs> is that what it's called? <laughs>